What's going on, family? Make sure you get over to the regular network on YouTube, man. We started a new venture, man. It's a great network. We have great content. Get over, support, subscribe, share, comment, like everything you see, man. Um, all right, let's get it, bro. I'm going to start over, though. The recording is on. Okay, what's going on, family? We are back for another episode of Expanding Culture with Kilo. I got a special guest in the building with me or in the meta space. Diera, how you doing, man? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm bringing, I'm bringing Diera on because she is what I would consider an expert in a space that I'm not super well versed in, but I think is interesting. So I think she would be a good person to tell us all about cannabis and THC and CBD and stuff like that. So it's perfect. But before we get into it, though, you want to give a brief intro, you know, where you're from, what do you do professionally? Um, well, my name is Deara. Um, I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. Um, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and now I currently live in Phoenix, Arizona. And I do a little bit of everything in the cannabis industry. Um, right now, I'm mainly working with edibles and cultivation. Edibles and cultivation. What is exactly what is cultivation? Do you work uh, growing it yourself or you work for a company that grows or how does that work? I do a little bit of both. Okay. That's pretty cool. All right. Um, I know sometimes like as a, SME or subject matter expert, we just like listen to a person speak about what they know a lot about, but we don't really know what else they do. So I wanted to know like what other type of hobbies and things are you into? Like what else do you do for fun or enjoyment? Um, I like to read, definitely. Um, I like to thrift. I love to spend time with my family. I love comedy. So I love comedy shows and things like that. Um, I like to travel when I can, of course, because COVID. But um, yeah, I mean, I like to do a little bit of everything. I like to try new things too. So, what what type of comedy are you into? Um, I like stand up comedy. Stand up. Um, yeah. You got a top. I three? love. Hmm. You got a top three. I don't know if I have a top three, honestly. Mm. I don't know. But I would say Dave Chappelle and Cat Williams are up there. Hi. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's a good that's that's a good top two, even if you know, or top something. That's a good Cat one. Williams is gonna be here in February, so I'm really trying to go. You say Cat Williams will? Yeah. Nice. Okay. So you know, as far as um cannabis goes, a lot of people it's like is the culture is big right now right very big but some people they just care about it and you know as much as they can smoke it they just want to know is it legal or not and even if it's not legal where can i get the best weed at but they don't really care too much about the science of it you seem to know a little bit about the science of thc and cannabis so what got you into that that side of it um the science of it it actually came from my great-grandmother um back in 2013 i ended up uh, getting arrested 
<laughs> and going to jail for it. And I ended up moving um, back home to Ohio. And my great grandma, um, she had cancer. And, you know, she was fishing, asked me what I got arrested for and stuff like that, even though I knew she already knew. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I told her, you know, weed. And she was like, well, I heard that it could help me. And I was like, yeah, you know, it can. And she was like, well, I want to try it sometime. You know, find that out for me. And uh, I had an aunt, she had sickle cell as well. And she said it, she heard that, you know, could help her with her pain and things like that. So um, I played around a lot and uh, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. And my... Um, actually 2014 I ended up getting pregnant that summer and shortly after that my great grandma she passed away Mm -hmm. and I felt really really bad like you know maybe I could have helped her a little bit if I did my research you know um maybe she could have you know made it another six months and she could have met her great great grandchild you know, it was just those things. And so once my son was born, I gave myself a year. And um, when he was one, we packed up our little apartment in Liberty, Ohio, and we moved clear across the country with had never having been to Arizona or anything. Um, I chose Arizona because it wasn't recreational at the time. And their medical program was awesome to me um so I got here and immediately like the first dispensary that I worked at I learned so much I mean so much Mm -hmm. and so from then on I've just been in it since 2016. Nice did did they have like a training program uh, for you out there? Uh, No no um as long as you are over 21 you don't have any felonies and um yeah you're able to work in the U.S. pretty much you can get a job at a dispensary and that's you know where I started off at mm. nice so what's the um I guess when you got into it what did you what did you say like this is the path I want to get on this is the dream spot or dream position or dream job I guess in cannabis what what was that um, position or did you have anything? Any um, well, I was just, you know, a regular patient consultant or what, you know, they call bud tender. And um, I did have a, a, a cancer patient. And the first time that he came in, um, he had a caregiver. He was in a wheelchair and, you know, he could barely talk. And, you know, the people that I worked with that were teaching me everything that I know, you know, they would get him on regimens and, you know, give him, you know, new products and things like that and slowly but surely. So one month after I seen him, he was willing himself in the chair without his caregiver. And the next month after that, I saw him in a walker with his caregiver. And he was able to, you know, get up and walk. And he was just so grateful to, you know, my coworkers and things like that um, about how they helped him and, you know, how 
about cannabis is just, you know, a lifesaver type thing. And like seeing that, you know, gradually happen, it just was like, I really, really love that feeling. So I want to keep doing this. And so I kept doing it and I pretty much have been in all positions, but tender cultivation, um, edibles, um, packaging, like delivery, everything I've done, um, marketing. So, so is the goal to get the, um, get a growing license, your, your own growers license? Um, I'm not sure yet. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, because the cannabis industry as popular as it is, it's still extremely new. So there's jobs being created for it every single day. Um, and, you know, right now I am pretty happy with the edibles and the cultivation. Um, I do, I would like my own edible company um, that right now is a goal for me. Um, and I would like to have my own product for that. So that's just my personal focus right now. I, I like that. When you say the edible company, right? In Arizona, what, what type of barriers do you have to get into something like that? Like starting an edible company? Money. Money is the big one. That's what I hear everywhere, but I didn't know. <laughs> Money. It's, it's, it's just expensive. Um, honestly, anywhere else is expensive too. I mean, it's, it's, it's expensive to get into, especially, you know, I guess by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, if I had people to help people that were on board, then I think we could really make something happen, but I don't know anybody. <laughs> when, when that you was say, everything that I am yeah. trying to get done. When, when you, I just wanted to know this real quick. When you talked about the guy who was uh, started out in a wheelchair and then he gradually got stronger, he was able to get up and, and move around a lot better on his own. What is THC or what is what is the healing property? Because I'm what I thought that um, THC helped with mostly was pain management, but does it have like other healing properties or what? Or not to I don't know how to ask. So that. T THC is just the psychoactive effect that you get. Um, wow. It's everything else, you know, CBD, CBN, CBG you know, um, those types of things that um, help aid in um, managing your pain. Okay. And is that what, so so while you dull the pain, then you're able to work through physical therapy? Is that, is that how it works or easier? Um, For, for some people, um, for me personally, um, I, it is THC because the, the THC, um, I guess you can say it takes your mind off of the pain while the other cannabinoids, you know, work to, to manage the pain. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. All right. I get it. I get it. Okay. Now, do you, do you, the question is, what is your stance on um, the federal legalization of THC, right? Is that, is that even 
a thing that you ever have to think about or are you just worried about the state you're in right now? Um, you know, I think that, I think that it's close, um, but I don't know if it is actually something that I want as a person in the cannabis industry, um, just because in my opinion, when the government gets a hold of things, it kind of turns to shit. So I, it's almost like I kind of want to, you know, preserve the, the, how organic everything is now, even, you know, with the cannabis industry just popping off, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't want a bunch of, me personally, I don't want a bunch of other factors in it because it's already hard enough to get in it um, oh, right. state by state. And mm-hmm. I just think federally, yeah, it would make a lot of people happy and a lot of people will have access to it, but that's, that's honestly a tricky one. Um, Especially if the quality goes down of the medicine, it's just, I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I don't don't know. I got you. you, um, being, Being in it though, is there like rumors as to what's taking the federal government so long or do you guys not even talk about it? Uh, no, we don't really talk about it. We, we just, it. you know, mind the weed that we have now. Mm-hmm. Now, what is, now tell me how am I, am I supposed to say this? I would just say like camp cannabinoid. How do you pronounce that word? Is it cannabinoid? People say cannabinoid. cannabinoid. I say cannabinoid. Okay. What, what is a cannabinoid? <laughs> um, just the, the, the components of the um, the cannabis plant, um, like CBD, um, THC, uh, CBN, CBG, mm-hmm. those types of things. Um, I'm, I'm guessing there's a lot of them. Yeah, and, and there's still some that are not even discovered yet you know there's they are still you know working on everything so since I've been in the cannabis industry since 2016 um I think about 2018 is when I first heard of CBN and CBG so you know they're still coming do all the plants have the same chemicals like all of them have the same um cannabinoids or is it different plants with different chemicals in them? Um, they're going to have the same, um, maybe different levels. Um, that's about it. Just maybe different levels. Oh, so it's pretty much. Okay. So then <laughs> what makes, so when people call some weed good and some weed not good, what are they actually talking about then? Um, most people are probably talking about the THC content, about, you know, how high they are. 
Mm -hmm. Um, But that's, like I said before, that is all THC is, it's just a psychoactive effect. But the actual feeling that you get comes from terpenes. So terpenes are like the essential oils of the plants. So you know how um, you would have lavender and something in lavender is very calming. That same thing that's very calming in lavender is the same thing that's very calming in um, cannabis. Mm -hmm. Um, The same thing with like um, citrus, like citrus has a terpene that generally brightens you up and gives you a little bit of energy. That same thing would be in a cannabis plant and you know that would be the strain that gives you a little bit of energy um like I said they're called terpenes like the essential oils of the plant Mm -hmm. um that's how I like to think of it as um there's a lot of them um it also gives it the smell um so I don't know if you've ever been to a dispensary but they say your nose knows and, you know, there are different types of smell, whether it's gassy, whether it's floral, sweet, cheesy, musky, piney, you know, the terpenes also um, determine that as well, which hmm. a lot of the names come from, too. Is the, um, now, is the terpene what makes the difference mainly between from plant The terpene plant? is what gives you the effect. Okay. So um, say you have an indica, there's a terpene um, in an indica strain that's going to be very relaxing for you. Um, it's going to be, you know, that anti-inflammatory, all, all that type of stuff. Um, and, you know, it's just going to do that. It's just going to relax you. That is the, the, the body effect that it has, has on you. Um, and then the THC is just the, the psychoactive effect, the highness. Okay. Wow, man. <laughs> There's a lot of information. I no, know. no, no. I get it because the, I, I ask questions about like THC, CBD, but I didn't even think about um, include terpene questions because really I didn't even know what it was. I heard the name, I heard of it, but I didn't know what mm-hmm. it was. So when you when you bring up like indica, right? I hear people talk about indica versus sativa all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But is that same what they say about those chemicals or I don't even know classifications? Does that carry over to edibles too? Like is some I never heard anybody say this is an indica gummy. Is that the same? So when you ingest cannabis, it's a, a completely different feeling from when you are just smoking it. Right. Um, so smoking is more of just a, a head high. Um, it does give you, um, especially if you're smoking an indica, it does give you a nice body high. But um, edibles, they are, one, they're very strong because it goes through your liver. Um, and two, it's a complete body high. Um, and usually if you have a hybrid or a, an indica edible, it's just pretty much going to make you sleepy. Um, sometimes depending on your body makeup, you can have a sativa edible and it'll make you sleepy. Um, sometimes if I have too many 
sativa edibles like too much it'll make me sleepy um so I tell you know everybody just make sure you don't have anything to do if you are trying edibles or taking edibles whether they are um indica sativa or hybrid that's interesting yeah I just never heard anybody and you hear people talk about gummies all the time but you never hear them say indica gummies though you know yeah I mean they have them um a lot of them are hybrid but there are companies that you know specify whether it's sativa or um indica which it does help some people um there are certain sativa um gummies that I do get um they help me um especially during the daytime um yeah but I usually take them at night because I need to sleep and I don't get much sleep Mm. yeah um man a gummy game is scary man Gummy game is scary. I, my tolerance is like, man, if you if you could think about whatever the lowest, whoever you ever seen with the lowest tolerance for any type of cannabis, anything, that's me. Like two that's... days, I'm cooked off a of CBD gummy. 0.3 oh milligrams. Oh my gosh. THC. That's like, I don't, I don't know how my tolerance could be that terrible. Like, I cannot handle weed, man, at all. It's, it's, well, okay, so usually when we um, start off a patient, if they are um, new to edibles for the first time and they want to try it, um, we start them off with like five to 10 milligrams. Five to 10 milligrams is um, a good place to start off for someone who's new. Um, for somebody who's more experienced, you know, they could do, you know, 50 to 75 to, you know, get them where they need to be that, that therapeutic high that they need to be. But on average, it's usually about five to 10 milligrams for someone um, new to start off. So is it for you? Is it less than five? <laughs> I'm telling you 0.3 in the CBD gummy. This is what I would, cause I'm about to get in oh. Delta eight, right? I, I, um, because I have like severe back issues, like severe. I need a I need a new back. That's how bad my back is. But I'm waiting for Tesla to come out with the backs, right? Anyway, my back is terrible. I need a um, spinal fusion, all this type of stuff. But the the um so I, I've been trying to get you know get into it. But I take the I found out about these Delta Eight gummies that's supposedly legal everywhere, and because they are different than Delta Nine, so I got the I can only take one gummy a week. That's how I am. A week? A week. I take I take one gummy a week on like Friday night before I go to bed. And like that's not to say it helps with my pain for a whole week. It's because I'll be high. For if I keep take like let's say I take it daily with the pain, I I wouldn't be able to function like that because I'll be high. Oh, so wow. I don't I don't I don't know what, I don't know what it is when it comes to me and like any type of THC product or cannabis product. It affects me way more. But can you Alpha tell us, Delta like, what, huh? Alpha Delta 8. Alpha Delta 8, man. Can you tell us the difference between, like, Delta 8 and Delta 9, though? So THC? Delta 9 is basically, like, you know, regular THC content. And Delta 8 is um, the same, but it has significantly less THC content. Probably about 50% less, which is probably, you know, why it's legal so 
There's THC in it, but not as much. Is is Delta Eight one of those things that like it's legal only because the government like doesn't have any any guidance on it, or is it something that the government actually has guidance for and they just actively said, "All right, y'all can use this." I think it's the former. Okay, because I've never heard of it before. Like they told me, "Hey, we got these new things," and I was like, mm-hmm. eight months ago, they was like, "Yo, we can sell these everywhere now," and I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. Um. Actually, we just. Um, well, when I discovered Delta 8, it was in 2019. Um, Mm. we, we had gotten a new product in from one of my favorite edible, edible companies and, um, the doctor that we worked up under, you know, she explained the product to us and, you know, what Delta 8 is and everything. And, you know, I tried it. I, it was a tincture actually. I tried it and I didn't feel anything and, you know, but. The second time I tried it, I did try a little more and it gave me, since my tolerance is very high, it gave me more of a euphoric feeling than just being out of my mind high. And that's what it's supposed to, you know, give you. But for people who don't smoke or, you know, partake like that, um, especially recreationally like yourself, I could totally understand how it would have you all. Right. <laughs> fried i'm like what when one day I, I messed around and took took the delta eight with this other cbd gummy i had and i'm like so these when you mix these they really activate each other and i didn't even think about that like oh, the entourage effect yeah i think you did tell me about that before the entourage effect they really it's like because I, I think you were telling me that they work together and then some we have some natural of these chemicals that bind with these um cannabinoids where they work together in us already yeah we already have a, a um an endo um cannabinoid system in our bodies and um so the entourage effect is when you know so you have cbd you have thc and sometimes when people say well which is better cbd or thc and you know it's not necessarily an answer it's just, honestly, they work best together. The whole thing works best together. Um, you know, we have isolated CBD because, you know, some people get drug tested for work. So when you make um, like a full spectrum or a broad spectrum, meaning that the the CBD gummy is made with the whole cannabis plant and, you know, there's that legal 0.3, you know, percent of THC in it, you know, it's just... <laughs> that <laughs> hmm. yeah man i i want to i want to you know use it more to, to manage the pain but i just got to figure out like the tolerance thing for me i have no idea why it's like that because like with alcohol i never had that problem you know what i'm saying I, when i was even though they're not the same at all and maybe my family is more um, genetically inclined to drink alcohol that's probably what it is genetics thing because i mean i could i could get I could get crazy with alcohol when I, when I was a young teenager, you know, but mm-hmm. TAC, like, I don't care what I have done, pills, everything. TAC is going to put me down, have me feeling like a robot for like at least 25 hours. For sure. Jeez. I don't know. So what the, the RSO. Yes. You used to have any of that? No, I gave it to Zeke. Put me that one. You told me put one thing in the size of a hole on a cracker. I did that. 
I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> after after I was not high no more, right? I was like, I won't be able to function at all if I if I ever take this. So I'm like, but the feeling though, I I felt less robotic. It's weird. I don't even know how to describe it, but I felt less weird when I took it. But it's still, I could just tell how powerful it was. Um, um so RSO, um, it stands for Rick Simpson Oil. Rick Simpson, he is obviously the creator of RSO, and he invented it because he has skin cancer. So he used it as a topical. Hmm. So I'm wondering, I'm not sure if your your pain is. I don't, I'm not sure, you know, how deep your pain is, but maybe you should try it as a topical. My pain, the pain is coming from the spinal, the spine bones themselves being rubbing up against each other. And, you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. One of the discs has no more fluid at all. Um, another one bulging, like, it's just ridiculous. But I might get back into it, though. I'm running out of gummies right now. I was going to hit you up in order order another one of them, them things. Uh, you, you like to make edibles, like what's your specialty? Um, or anything really. Um, I love baked goods and things like that, like sweets and stuff, just because I'm not really a candy person. So mm. I like to, I like to make brownies, cookies. I like to make drinks, um, literally everything um bubble gum you know convenience so right everything do you see a lot of black business owners in that space out there where you live yes you do yes i do i didn't know there was a lot of black people out there first of all the the black business community in phoenix is 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 it's awesome actually um yeah. and they're very, very supportive. Um, my mom, she actually runs a wellness center here. So um, she networks with a lot of Black businesses. Um, she has, I mean, people who make incense, acupuncture, um, just everything. People who make teas, um, realtors. I mean, mm -hmm. whatever Black business that you're looking for there's somebody here in phoenix that is is really doing it i mean it's it's big so and, how, how hard would you say it was for a black person to get in the, in the cannabis business or or does it not feel like a barrier based on race it just feels class-based um i think a little bit of both for breaking like into the cannabis industry like you know entry level positions you know honestly I don't really it's is based on your knowledge your experience and you know that type of thing but once you get into the space where you want to be bigger than that or bigger than um just a, a bartender or receptionist or you know if you want to start your own cannabis company of some sort, whether it's cultivation, a dispensary, an edible company, then is where I think that, you know, race plays a big factor because um, they do have to 
as far as I know, um, they have a certain, certain amount of minorities they approve applications for. So if that makes sense. Is that, is that a quota on the meaning a minimum quota or are they saying these, this is the number of applications we have for minorities and that's the cap? Yes, that's, 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 that's from my understanding, that's what it is. What the hell? Okay, that sounds crazy, but I, I don't know yeah. too much about it, so I'm not going to dig too much into it, but Arizona fixed that. That sounds kind of well, crazy. I mean, but that's everywhere. Even when I worked yeah. at a dispensary in Ohio, I thought I was working for a Black-owned dispensary until, you know, they explained to me, well, oh, they had to use somebody the face else's is license. Black people. But, you know, the actual money investing, those are not Black people. I heard about that. Yeah. So it just, it, so I think it is a little bit of, you know, both as far as, you know. I heard they had like a few licenses out there and everybody else is just working under those people. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much it. In that's Ohio, kind of, yeah. That's there are very crazy. many dispensaries there. Wow. And I, <laughs> I'm sorry, I do not like Ohio's medical program. It's, it's informative, but it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff for no reason. Like it's, it's a bunch of extra stuff. I, mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, I think that Ohio personally, they should work on their medical program. <laughs> How, who has the older medical program out of Arizona and Ohio? Um, Arizona. Oh, okay. Arizona, definitely. Um, Ohio, they just went medical in 2016. Okay. In Arizona, I think they have been medical, I want to say since 2010 or 13. One of those somewhere around there but it was a couple years yeah okay <clears throat> so i only got a couple more questions for you now this one now i want to know what type of benefits let's say you are a let's say you're a person with no pain like you don't have any physical body bodily pain is there any type of beneficial reasons why THC might be good or cannabis might be good for me. What can it help with anything like that? Uh, yeah. Um, anxiety, depression, uh, definitely. Um, most definitely. Um, I'm not, I don't want to say it's painful, but I don't want to take anything away from anybody who may experience you know, pain with that condition, but, you know, people will have anorexia and they'll come in for cannabis. You know, there's, you know, you don't necessarily have to be in pain right. to reap the benefits of cannabis. I mm -hmm. mean, you can just, even if you're just smoking to feel good, you are healing yourself. Yeah. And is cannabis one of those things? Unless you do it with tobacco, then that defeats the purpose in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You work, you, do you still work in the medical or are you on the recreation side now? Um, 
Well, the way um, Arizona's program is set up, well, recreational program, um, it's both in the same thing. So when you walk into a dispensary, you're either going to give them your medical card if you're a medical patient. And if it's a recreational patient, then you're going to give them your ID and, you know, we'll know which is which and, you know, the systems and the things like that. So the, um, excuse me, man, what was I about to ask you? Do you wear, I said, do you wear, oh, is, is, is we one of those things that you'll say, okay, I have this condition or ailment. I'm gonna take weed for six months and then I'm off. Or is it one of those things that they kind of just put people on and you can continue renewing your prescription or how, how does that work? Um, as a medical patient? If you're a medical patient, do they, do they give you a term of use? Or once, yeah, you, so... once you get your medical card, you just have it. Now you can use it for... Okay, so um, it used to be a year. Um, you get your medical card um, and it's good for a year, but in 2019, they made it good for two years. So it really helps us out that you don't have to go every year and pay as much money as we do for it. Hmm. But it's Did you a, watch the show thing. Dope Sick on Hulu? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. It's it's a wild it's a wild show. <laughs> so I was going to ask you something because the Sackler family they hate I know they hate THC because THC is doing everything that they wanted to do, or the cannabis industry is doing everything they wanted to do with OxyContin. Oh, sheesh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, they 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 were seriously putting everybody on it. But um, I don't really have nothing else, man. What's the what's the name of the edible business? We want to shout it out. We want to um put it put some um edibles in the air through the Underground Railroad. You know what I'm saying? We selling them, all that good stuff. <laughs> what's the, what's um, the name? Do you have a name? Yeah, my Instagram for my edible page is Butterballs Eats on IG. Butterball Eats. Yes. Nice. And you specialize in baked goods. Um. Yeah. If you can eat it, I can make it. Um. I do special requests and all that meals as well drinks i do do candy mm -hmm. i just don't eat it that's good man i appreciate you for coming on as everybody can tell you are like the if anybody had to think about what does a weed head sound like are you so mellow laid back you're like yeah i think so <laughs> so that's perfect like it, it wouldn't make sense if you was all turned up and, and crazy acting you, this is a good idea of like if you get you some gummies or if you get you an edible brownie, you can mellow out like the air and everything yeah. smooth. Just find a good show to watch and, and zone out. Yeah. And watch Dope Sick. Dope Sick will make you mad. <laughs> but I appreciate you for coming on with me, man. Uh, y'all make sure y'all go follow her Instagram page for her edibles because I actually did see a review about your product on Twitter and it said it's serious. It's like that. Oh, for sure. It's, yeah. it's like that. So definitely order some butterball eats. Oh, I mean, don't order, uh, follow the page and then DM her whatever type of inquiries you may have. We'll say it like that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you, man. Nothing is for it. sale. Yeah, nothing. <laughs>
No problem. Thank you for having me. All right. Peace out. Bye-bye.